Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Everybody, welcome to today's Instagram Live. Um, Alhamdulillah, it was voted by our community again. And um, inshallah, we're going to be talking about character development. And this is actually one of my favorite, favorite topics. Um, and I can't wait to really dig into all the nuances in, in a character. And and you'll see, you'll see what I mean by the questions, inshallah. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it as much as hopefully... Um, I love writing about it. So yeah, bismillah. Okay, so our Hind is here. She's gonna join us right now. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan. Ahlan biki, ahlan biki. Beautiful, I love it, I love it. I thought I'd get into the Arab, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're welcoming, but yeah, bismillah, bismillah. Okay, so, um, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about character. Um, and I thought before we dig into the questions, it would be really good just to talk about, um, well, I'll ask you a question and hopefully this will put everything into context. So what is the most important part of a story? The most important part of a story is actually the character. Because <laughs> if we don't connect with the character... We don't care about what happens in the story. The thing that keeps us watching a movie or reading a book is what's going to happen, not because we want to know what's going to happen, because we want to know how is it going to affect this character that we have connected with from the very beginning. We want to see, does she, does she achieve her goals? Does, he, does she get it? Whatever it is that she wants. Does she fall flat on her face? And when she falls flat on her face, what happens then? Does she, is she able to like pick herself up? And... Yeah, I mean, subhanAllah, the things that make us connect with characters is their, is their flaws, it's their vulnerabilities, it's their weaknesses. And so many times when writers, especially new writers, are beginning a story, they don't put that into perspective. They don't really realize that, right? And so they write this perfect character. And if you have a perfect character, how am I going to connect to that character because I am not perfect. None of your readers are perfect. What we connect with is the weaknesses in ourselves that we see reflected in that character. And so if you keep that in mind as you write and you just make sure that we see all of those vulnerabilities, that makes that character so much more real to us. It makes her like a friend and we want to be there with her along her journey and see where that journey takes her. So number one thing in story is really character. Okay, that's so interesting. Um, and I don't think there are any questions about the flaws of a character. So I maybe, hopefully, maybe if we have time in the end, we could talk a little bit more about that, but or sure. even in, integrate it in one of the questions, but that's so interesting. And, and now I'm thinking about it, a lot of the characters that you relate to like well i relate to on the television or when i'm reading a book i'm like wow this don't do that don't do that or why do you do it and then it's it, and then it kind of like um it kind of ties you to them in a way because you'll yes sometimes you end up loving them because they remind you so much of yourself or somebody who you know um, yes definitely so definitely and i just and i just wanted to say um writers of children's books often make the mistake of having the child perfect 
right? Mm-hmm. Because they want their children to see that perfect child, right? They want to show their audience, their young readers, they want to show them a child who always prays on time, a child who listens to their mama and their baba, a child who doesn't talk back, a child who is, friend, is, is kind to people like in their school, but that's not reality. And if you start off with a child who is already like unattainable, your young readers are not going to ke- connect to that child. And the other part of that is actually, if you already have a perfect character to begin with, what, what happens to them at the end? The whole idea of a story is that we see that character's journey. We see their arc. We see them grow. We see them somehow become less imperfect. So we see their imperfections or some of their imperfections at the start of the story. And then through their journey, we see them become a little bit less imperfect. They're probably still not perfect at the end, but they have grown and they have shown development in some aspect. And, and it's that growth that we, that we love to see. And if you start off being perfect, where's that growth going to come from? Exactly. It's so true. Um, and I think what we tend to do as writers, especially of, we'll, we'll talk about where we write about characters, but especially in the work that we write, I think there's this idealized version of what we think is a perfect person. And we end up writing this person and, and it doesn't feel real because it's not real. Um, exactly. So, so yeah, and it brings a whole new meaning to write about what you know, right? Write what you yes. know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the character. So are you ready to dig into the questions? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So uh, the first question is, um, I heard that character interviews were good for making a character profile, but it feels weird doing an interview with someone in my head. It doesn't feel real. <laughs> I may, um, how can I make my character feel more real? Okay, so, <laughs> so the first sort of part of that question is you have to become a little bit more comfortable with doing things that are a little bit odd, okay? Because when it comes to writing, when it comes to writing, you need to step out of a lot of different boxes, right? In the real world, you aren't going to be sitting at a cafe, for example, and talking to yourself out loud, right? You aren't going to do that. But part of the writing process when you get to the editing is you really have to read that out loud. You really have to read your story out loud, right? So I'm just using that as as an example. If you can't get comfortable with that, you are going to be leaving your story open to a lot of imperfections. Like you're you're not going to be able to bring it to the caliber that you really want to bring it to. And this is another thing, you know, the character interviews. We, we need, as, as writers, we are writing a character that we want our readers to connect with. And what does that mean? That means we want them to feel like the character is real. And the only way I can make sure that that character is real is if I know that character inside out. I need to know their family history. I need to know how they are with their parents, how they are with their siblings. Are they close with their cousins? Not just what colors do they like, but why do they like that color? What kind of experiences have they had in their life that makes them shy or that makes them outgoing? 
or, you know, when they're put in this situation, um, they're walking down the street and they see a, a child being bullied. How are they going to act in that situation? They are, um, again, maybe they're in a store and they see an older person carrying their groceries. How are they going to react, right? So we need to know that character inside out, even if, even if those sort of elements of that character never show up in the story. It's really important for us to know those things about the character because when we know them, they become like a real person. And when they become like a real person, we can transfer that to the page. And when we transfer that to the page, that means that our readers will connect with them. Our readers will also feel like it's a real person. If they know that it's a character, if, if, if I cannot convince my reader that this is a real person, then my reader is going to stop reading. They, they don't care about a fake, a fake character, right? The whole reason why we become so engrossed in story, whether it be in a book or in a movie, is because we feel like that's actually happening to these characters. We feel like they're real. And so how do we make them be real is we really need to get inside of them. We need to know all about their history. We need to know about everything that's going on inside of them in different situations. How are they going to act? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? So it, it is so important to really understand your character in every single, you know, in all of the dimensions that she is, right? Um, and, I, and I cannot stress that enough. And, and what I love about character interviews is because you can then ask your character the weirdest questions and you have to sit there and think, okay, so this character is an only child. Okay, what's going to happen if this only child is faced later on in life with, um, she finds out that she can't have kids. For, for example, I mean, that's just like off the top of my head, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas how would it be different if she were coming from a big family and she found out that she can't have kids? Again, just like a story, an idea off the top of my head, right? If you, if you know her, if you give yourself the time to sit with her and sort of imagine that she's real and ask her those questions, you're going to find out so much more about her than if you just go on sort of the bullet points that you already have in your mind going into the story. Okay. I feel like I went off on a tangent, but I hope that that helped. No, um, and I want to continue on that tangent, actually. Um, how do you feel about doing a super quick like character interview just with some random character out the blue? Do you want to do like a back and forth? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I interview you. Either way, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'll interview you. I'll okay, interview okay, you. Okay. okay. So what? Uh, so let's think of a character. Who are you? Okay. Um, like main main bullet points. Okay, I'm gonna think of a character who I'm writing about right now. Um, okay. Okay. So she she has a name, but in the story, her name isn't revealed until the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna call her her. Um, okay. So okay, and she is um, she is trying to redeem herself well she's okay i won't talk about her position right there but her as a person she's very hot-tempered um, okay she is very um she's she gosh it's really hard to describe her now i'm talking about it 
Okay. Okay. So, so we know that she, okay. we know that she's, she's a she and approximately how old is she? About 30 to 40 years old. About 30 okay. Okay. Very good. So here's the situation, right? So, um, she, let's just call her Aisha just for the sake of this like interview, right? Okay, just to make it easier for me, okay? Um, so, so you, Aisha, you get to the cafe first. We decide that we're going to have our interview at the cafe. So you get there first, and I'm late, okay? So I come late. Okay. I, I apologize, Aisha. I'm really sorry that, um, that I was late, but I really appreciate you meeting with me. Okay. Um, so I've been waiting a while. <laughs> And it doesn't you have good. you have to be her. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, and this is so awkward. Okay, but Bismillah. Um, what would she say? What would she say? Because the world that I've created is so different. Okay. And she has amnesia. <laughs> so okay. 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 So it's, it's so like weird, uh, like everything. So anyway, so what would she say if it was her as she is? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you're lucky I didn't kill you. You, what did you say? Say it again. I didn't hear. I you're really look, didn't you're hear. Looking, you're looking. You're looking that I didn't kill you. I'm. So, I'm sorry. I. I. I really. I apologize. It. It won't happen again. So. Um. I just. I wanted to ask you. Um. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. If. If you still have time. Um. Yeah. I mean. I have like two minutes. Can you make it like? <laughs> okay. I'll make it quick. I'll make it as quick as I possibly can. <laughs> okay. So. Um. So, um, could you tell me, uh, so, so was she in an accident? Sorry. So this is for actually for you. Was she like in an accident? So she's like traumatized, very okay. traumatized. Um, and okay. she has a lot of like issues, a okay. lot of issues, but okay. she's, ex she's an extremely like interesting character at the same time. I'm saying that because I'm writing her, but <laughs> she's, yeah, so she has a lot of dimensions, um, Okay. She's like the ultimate kind of projection of a strong woman. Um, okay. But then at the same time, she's, she's being objectified, if that makes sense. This is her backstory. Okay. Like in her okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so she doesn't, she doesn't trust people. She's not very trusting. Um, okay. She just kind of like jumps to assumptions. She's okay. very, um, she doesn't really trust men most of all, because she's had a lot of like, she had some okay. like history with that. Um, okay. And the only thing that she really, really cares about and which is like a soft spot is her son. So he's the her only son. one who she, who, yeah, he's the only one who she cares about, but even he okay. is unable to give her the emotional thing that she's looking for. So she's like lacking in so many different ways. And um, which okay. is why she becomes like in the backstory, she becomes such a perfect like she's so talented, she's so good at something, but she becomes okay. like a perfect um, person to manipulate by someone else. Okay. And that's okay. basically her, that's her backstory. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. I'm, re I'm ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so, um, so can you tell me a little bit about the things that you enjoy doing in your free time? I know that you're very busy and that you work, but can you tell me a little bit about your, um, what you enjoy doing, like what your hobbies are? Yeah, I love to build things. I love to make, um, invent things to make our my world feel a little bit more easier to navigate, I guess. Um, things which people don't normally think of. Um, and to, I like to be recognized for it. Oh, beautiful. 
Okay. Um, so ha have you been recognized for them? Not really. I normally, it's normally um, the men who get most of the recognition because even the, if the wife does something, it's normally, it's, it's the men who kind of are associated with her success in my world. Mm. So, so usually your husband is the one who gets recognition or other people like in your, in your company? Is it like your, your work that you build things or on your own time? My husband. Your husband gets the recognition. And um, how, how long have you guys been married? Um, we've been married for about 10 years. 10 years. And was it like a, uh, an arranged marriage? Was it a love marriage? Say that again. Say that again. I'm so was, sorry. Was it, was it an arranged marriage? Or like, were you set up or was it a love marriage? Like, how did you meet? Um, oh, sorry, okay. uh, I don't know if it happens if I go off, I can come back on, right? I can come back on. I have, have no idea. <laughs> okay, bismillah, I'll be right back inshallah. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Good. I can hear you. Yes, I'm back. Alhamdulillah. Okay, okay. Perfect. Perfect. I'm so sorry about that. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So, so I was asking you, her. I was asking her. Um, how, how did you guys meet? Oh, how did we meet? Um, it was kind of just decided. We just looked at each other and decided that it was time to get married. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. So does he have a lot of the same interests that you have? Uh, no, he doesn't. Not at all. He's, Not at he's all. Very, he, he's very kind and he's very loving, but I just, um, I, I think that it's annoying sometimes. So it sounds like y you aren't really fulfilled in, in the marriage. No, I'm not. You're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you have friends that you can rely on instead of your husband? So I do. I have a friend. She's very sweet, but I wanted to marry her husband. This oh, is that is very tricky. Yeah. I know. Yeah, very good. That's very good. <laughs> and I was, basically, and I was interested in him from the day I was born and he chose to marry her and she's not even pretty. She's not even wow. Did he did he know? Did he know that you were interested in him? I mean, okay, I might have pushed it a little bit and I might have actually told him when in a way that I shouldn't have, but on his wedding night. But you know, wow. I, I suppose he just kind of brushed it under the table and avoided me after that. Did she know? Did she know that you were interested oh, in him? Of course. Oh, she didn't know. She's actually okay. very sweet. She's very nice. Um, and, and unfortunately, she trusts me. Unfortunately. 
dun, dun, dun. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I mean, we could go on. I could go on if you want. But I think that this yeah. gives people like an idea where um, you, you get to really ask questions that probably, you know, or not probably, but it, it, it's very possible that some of this won't even come up in your story, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, but it's important to really get inside her head because unless mm -hmm. you're inside her head, you can't make us get inside her head. You can't make mm -hmm. her real enough for us to get inside her head. But I love that, man, that unfortunately <laughs> she trusts me. I can't wait to read that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I won't tell you the whole like background of this, but yeah, this is, this is all, I wrote a whole novel on her story. And I decided to kind of take a break from it and I started a different novel and I ended up just realizing that this was the story that I wanted to tell and the other mm -hmm. one ended up just being like a backstory of everything that happened. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's really, it is interesting. I, and, and now that you asked me these questions, I'm beginning to think a little bit more about it because now as I was speaking, I'm like, she doesn't like men because she's been abused by men in the past. It's right. a very patriarchal society. It's led by men and she doesn't get the recognition that she needs. So she has this love-hate relationship. She has a very right. loving husband, but she keeps rejecting him all the time. And then right. she's in love with her best friend's husband or the closest right. thing to her best friend. And he is right. so not interested in her at all. And she's, yep. she's like one of, yeah. So it, it's just, now I'm beginning to see there's a lot of issues there. Um, yeah. and, and, but then she has a son who's also a man. So there's, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. She's a complicated character. Which is which is the best kind and something that you said Aisha that is so important and I really I want to highlight this for all of our listeners. You said, you know, I started writing the story and then I put it aside and and I started a new story and I realized that the first story was the background, like the, the, the background mm -hmm. info for, for this story. And so often that happens. So often we start off thinking we're writing a story and by the end of it, we end up writing something completely different. But you, mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes several drafts and, and lots of those drafts are, you know, chunks of, you know, chapter mm -hmm. and chapter and chapter that you won't ever use again. But mm -hmm. it is so important. None of that was wasted. That was mm. all setting up your world, setting up your character. And unless you do that properly, we won't, this end result will not mm. be as defined and it won't be as convincing, really. Mm. So um, I just, I want to highlight that for everybody because so often we, it's, it's very easy to, to get discouraged, right? You start off writing a story and you feel like maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't right right? Maybe this isn't right. Maybe it's not going or I can't tell where it's supposed to be going. And so for one reason or the other, maybe you put it aside for a while. But just know that none of that time was wasted. Even if you come to a full stop and you realize, you know what, I'm not going to stop writing, but I'm going to stop writing this. I need to, I, I, I have different ideas have come to me and I'm going to shift my focus now. Mm -hmm. Just recognize that all of that work was practice for getting you where you where you really need to be going. I love that. I love that. Jazakallah for sharing. Right, yeah. um, and you always say as well, I know that we've had conversations about this, but there's this thing where uh, no writing is wasted. There's, it's always... Yes. It's always going to yes. be beneficial somehow. Yes. So, yep. yeah, that was... That that got me thinking. I just, I just want to say, I, I, I think I felt like on edge with the interview 
but it was good for me because it's going to really make me think about her now awesome a, yeah so anyway anyway inshallah one day you're going to read this story and then you can, I can't wait can I can't me. wait <laughs> inshallah okay inshallah. so um so we answered the first question about character interviews and we did kind of like a a character interview um so the next question is do we need to think of characters only in fiction or should we think of them in memoirs too okay so in a in a memoir you cannot create characters that were not there right mm-hmm. we treat the people that we are mentioning in our memoir as characters we want them to appear as being three dimensional right mm-hmm. so we treat them and we might discuss them as like the protagonist or you know in terms of character but do not include people who are completely fictional because then it stops being a memoir mm-hmm. if there is somebody that you don't want to like call out or you don't want to name you can certainly get around that but that person is somebody who actually was in the like you know in the real life story right it's yeah. not you, you cannot if if you create a character in a memoir it stops being a memoir and you're and you lose trust with your readers because your readers are reading a memoir thinking these events mm-hmm. happened to somebody and mm-hmm. so if you now start creating people who weren't there you lose trust with them as a writer so that's not a good a good idea but certainly we we sort of treat the real life people who show up in our memoir as characters so you have the protagonist and you have the secondary characters but they are not fake they're all people who actually existed even if you decide to change names or to change minor things about them so that you don't call them out um sometimes there are very difficult events that we need to discuss in our memoirs certain things that happened to us and at the same time we don't want that to reflect negatively on our loved ones the people who will show up in this story right um in that case there are like minor things that you can change so that people won't necessarily people who know you won't necessarily recognize exactly who this is um but that doesn't mean that that person isn't real does does that make sense aisha it does it does okay. very much okay. so what you're saying also is um just reiterate so there's like the primary characters and then there's secondary characters still in the i guess the the structure of a memoir yep Okay yep. and and so so what are primary characters and what are secondary characters just for our listeners So so the primary character is the character who whose journey we're following right mm-hmm. so this is the person who is most changed by the events of the story and who the plot points they directly affect this this character mm-hmm. and the side characters are the ones who are there as a support sometimes the side character like in fiction okay so in fiction sometimes the side character is the character that shows the protagonist what she doesn't want in life sometimes the side character is the one who shows her what she does want in life mm. sometimes the side character is just a friend who supports her along the way so they play different roles mm. and in a memoir those different roles will likely be explored as well likely you will have the support system 
or the people who are like the antagonists, the people who don't want her to succeed or who are get in her way of, of success. So, um, so like I said, those roles show up in memoir as well. Okay, perfect. Okay, so, um, okay, so the next question is, why do people say that character is the most important part of a story? What about plot? Plot is only important insofar as it affects our character. The actions, plot is actually not actions. It, it's not just this happens and then this happens and this happens. It is this happens and it affects my character in this way. And because of that, this next thing happens and it affects my character in this way. So it's not actually a series of events. It's how these effect, how these events affect my character, how they change her, whether it's an internal change or whether it's an external consequence or, you know, whatever it is, but it's, it's about how the actions affect her. If we take character out of any story, you have just a bunch of things happening and who cares about that, right? Like you don't care about that. What you care about is how does this character deal with all of this stuff that gets thrown at her? That's what we care about. So we care about her sort of progress or her development or her, how she's affected, like the consequences that she faces because of the things that happen to her or the things that she does in her life. Okay, perfect, perfect. So it's really her story, her yeah. story. Yeah, yes. and, and it's so interesting because that's really our life, isn't it? So yeah. everything that we see is from the perspective of what is happening around us and how it relates to right. us. And there's like a billions of other people who are having this different, completely different experiences right. and interpret right. different events, which everyone is seeing, but it's affecting them so differently. So I exactly. Love I love, I love how you put it like that, Aisha, because it's so true. If you imagine yourself in a very difficult situation, like, um, you know, God forbid, but let's, let's say that you have this person and a loved one has died right? In their family, a loved one has died, right? That the effect that that has on that character is not the same as that person walking down the street who's going by their, their house at that moment, right? Mm -hmm. It's still that person still knows that a death has happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that person, it's not a loved one. So it doesn't affect them, right? Yeah. But it affects this person here, who's who you know that death happened in their family it's one of their loved ones and that's really how you can you can think of it if you are that person walking along the street then it's just something that happens but the closer you get to the actual you know the closer you get to the action not meaning like the closer you are physically the closer you are connected emotionally and and psychologically that's what makes it that's what makes it a story Yes. And it's so interesting as well, just saying that sometimes, and there's a different, like, there's a different part to it as well, where every person reacts to an event differently because of yep. what they've been through. So yep. for example, something happens on the train, a fire blows out, somebody yep. might, might run out of the train and just forget yep. about their bags or whatever. And another right. person might like grab everyone and try and save them. And yep. someone might try to put out the fire. So even yep. just our reactions to the events, how we perceive them is so yep. unique as well because of the way we've yes. been our own backstories um, and, and right. our characters are no different. 
Um, yes. And I, I don't Definitely. know if you've heard this, but there's some people who actually like, there's this idea where characters, some people actually believe they're real people. Um, and they, I don't, I mean, I don't go with this belief, but it becomes so real that they begin to experience the same things a character experiences. Have you ever experienced that? Like, or known anyone who has? I, I, I haven't, but, but that's very similar to like, you know, acting. Right? Mm -hmm. Like the actor's job in a, in a show or in a movie is to make that character real, is to wow. bring them to life so that we can actually see that. And mm -hmm. when you, like, I've had just a, just a couple of author readings, right? Where I like read a little bit from my, from my book. But when I read it, I read it with the emotion that that character would have because otherwise it's not the same experience for you. And people do this and that's why people love audiobooks so much because if you have a really good narrator, they are putting emotion into those words. They're bringing them to life, right? It's not just... Um, it's not just something fake that happened. It's as though it's as though it's real, you know. Um, so although I don't, I've I've never heard that people think that these characters, like in real life, are actually real. But but our our job is to make them as real as possible, whether that's through, like I said, through like a a, a book or through you know movies. Yes, yes. Um, and and just as you were saying that, I remembered someone saying that there were studies done on the brain. Um, where the brain is unable to recognize the difference between reality and imagination. Um, oh, wow. It actually has trouble recognizing it. And it makes sense as well, because sometimes like when my daughter, she'll watch something on television and she'll, in the nighttime, she'll think about it and she'll think that it's real. So she's not right. able to see the difference. SubhanAllah, yep. how our brains work. SubhanAllah. Yeah, so yeah. It makes complete, it makes complete sense if you're so into writing a story, you spend every day writing, you're creating yep. this character, you've interviewed them, you've made them real, you yep. are going to be feeling like some kind right. of part of that character. Um, yes. Yeah. And I love the example yeah. of actors as well, because there's there's been so many stories where people, uh, the actors have become, especially like the Joker, like they become yes. almost like the, the yep. actual character. So... Yep. Yeah, subhanAllah. <laughs> We're so interesting, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> <This> <laughs> <is really. laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, okay, so next one is, um, right. Oh, yeah, this is a good one, actually. So this one is, what do you think about giving a character a personality using personality tests like the Maya Briggs or, uh, or the Enneagram? I love this, actually. I love this because it's through those like personality test type stuff that you pull out those vulnerabilities and those weaknesses that we talked about when we first started talking, right? Because then you can see all these different, um, like all the different dimensions of this character. So some people, some, some authors use those very specifically and they go through each element and they sort of, you know, uh, assign their, uh, their character, you know, something for each of those elements. So um, I think it's, it, it's a wonderful idea. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, so the final question is, how do I write a character who is going through trauma or mental issues without getting it wrong? Okay, so this is a wonderful, wonderful question. Um, the, the answer is you write it as best as you possibly can, and then you find a sensitivity reader to read it. Um, somebody who has experienced similar um, difficulties. Um, that is 
that is super important. That is super, super important. You do your best, you do your research, and based on your research, you create that character and you write the story. But once it's written and once you're happy with it, it really needs to see a sensitivity reader so that they can tell you, yes, this is plausible, um, or no, you got it completely wrong. And, and, they can, and they can help you with that a little bit. Oh, perfect, perfect. We, and we, we have an episode on sensitivity readers and, and also critique partners, maybe someone who is willing to do a critique as well, who, who is familiar with this yep. kind of writing as well. So, inshallah. Yep. Okay, yep. so alhamdulillah, we've come to the end of the questions. It's been very interesting today. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I definitely think we should do something like... Uh, character a little bit more often inshallah maybe another another session depending what people think but as i can i'm beginning to see that the votes are going more towards fiction now um yeah. and going more towards like writing stories and it, it it makes sense as well because it's just after NaNoWriMo so I think yep. everyone is kind of getting ready to edit their novels so alhamdulillah yes. um, hopefully this will give some direction as well um, and just a, one final question so when you're writing your first draft um, and you've you know written your character does the character I know this maybe I'm wording it wrong but does a character have to be finalized or perfect in that first draft? Oh. No, 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 no. They, they change and they sometimes the character, I mean, it, it's funny to word it like this, but this sort of goes to the point that you made earlier where writers, you know, they start to feel like the character is really real, right? Mm. Um, sometimes you, the character will do something and you'll think, oh, I didn't realize that they would do that, but that makes sense, right? So, so, so they sort of reveal themselves to you. Um, maybe this is maybe this is part of like what you meant before, but but it's true that sometimes along the way, as you write them, they reveal certain parts of their of their personalities to you, um, things that you hadn't really necessarily thought about, but but when you put them in this particular situation, you realized well they're going to act like this. And, oh, wow, I didn't recognize, I didn't realize that before, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, no, they, so you're not, it, your story in general, whether it's your character or the events that affect, like the plot points that will affect your character, those tend to, even, even if you have a very solid outline, lots of times it doesn't stay as solid as we think it will be. Lots of times it changes because your story, as you write it, it develops. And you can't always tell at the beginning of your journey exactly where it's going. And if you force it to go somewhere, it, you feel like it's taking a turn and you really wanted it to be going straight. If you force it straight, it won't become the story that you need it to. So oftentimes you really need to be flexible with it. And if the character shows you parts of herself or there's something that happens in the story that, oh, wait a minute, I didn't realize that that was going to happen. You really should explore that because more often than not, that's really where the story is meant to be going. Um, yeah. So nothing is finalized at the beginning. We do our best to put, you know, broad points, but, oftentimes the story itself reveals itself to you. And, and as such, the character does as well. The character will certainly reveal things about herself that you didn't necessarily know at the beginning. Nice. So maybe it might be an idea to do a structure, maybe talk about structure next time or 
sure. whoever wh- whoever votes for it um but that's that's really interesting i love that i love that so um thank you so much hind jazakallah khair for being here with us today yeah. um and we will post this on youtube and anchor and um yes if anyone has any other suggestions for any other podcast uh, let us know and we would love to go there inshallah so Perfect. for now Perfect. have a beautiful week inshallah and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh